1: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the BTS podcast. (laughs) Jokes on you, because we're back, man, three of us in the building. (laughs) You are joined by your hosts. Why is the joke
2: on them? (laughs) It's been on us. No, she's trying to switch up the intro. I think it's a lot of pressure for her, so I said... (laughs) (laughs) You're sick.
1: Ways and is because I'm sure that people will be thinking, oh, who's out this time? (laughs) Ha! We are all in session. <laughs> Anywho, you are joined by all of your damn hosts,
2: Beatrice, Sammy, and Sharon, and welcome back to the BTS podcast.
1: Back again, hunt, aiming for that 100% attendance. Is <laughs> in my eyes.
0: Maybe. As I said, we will not be getting that award at the end of the year at babe. all,
1: man. Not at all. Anyway, who gonna check us? he's actually gonna check us at this point?
0: Who's gonna check us? <laughs> Do you remember, like at the start when we were when we started doing the pod? Yeah, the way would be making huh. sure that we have to post by eight o'clock. what's <laughs> the eight o one. But they actually think, wait, but we are our own boss, so who's gonna check
1: us? honestly honestly obviously it's good to have discipline in that but at the same time man can't come and kill myself
2: and hmm. the thing is we always it's not like um it's just like oh i'm not recording it's that like we always try but it's like if someone can't make it just know no, honestly. every alternative mm-hmm. how about we wake up at 3 a.m and maybe record <laughs>
0: we record because I remember one time yeah, Sha was like, Oh, she record at eleven o'clock." I said, "Oh, eleven p.m. No, eleven a.m." I said during work hours. I
2: said maybe we can record and just oh, working, working in the background. Oh my, oh, well, we do a lot for these listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? You, you people, what you we do a lot for you, but we're begging you to leave review, God damn, uh, You can't do. <laughs> pull rating.
0: We thank God.
1: Anyway, thank you to those ones that are still listening to our mm-hmm. podcast so Thank you. I'm <laughs> oh, so done. Anyway, how are you guys anyway? It's been a while? Good. How are you in your long weekend? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I went on a staycation for my girl's 25th birthday. went to Norfolk. When this babe said Norfolk, I said, hey, are you sure there's nowhere in London that you come from? I, I was just like oh my gosh, that's actually gonna be such a long journey and obviously where I don't actually finish work till 6 13 I was just like how am I actually gonna make this work but I made it work anyway it was literally just yeah it was just the best weekend like, it was so funny just yeah just so many funny things happened also um like it was like Friday night obviously it's been a long week like I was working that day, et cetera. I'm like falling asleep at two am. Like if you know me, that's actually pretty good, like, because I'd be falling asleep everywhere. So it's at two thirty nine I get up and I'm trying to sneak out because one babe was catching people falling asleep and was making them do shots and stuff, and I said, I don't even know what's waiting for me if I say I'm actually going to bed. anyway. So I, went, I was walking to bed now, but like I was just trying to make it seem like I was just going to the or something. Then someone was like, oh, Sharon, are you going to bed yet? <laughs> and then this babe's Samantha, she found me. She was like, no, nah, if you're going to bed, you have to tap out and to tap out, you need to like do, I don't even know. She was like, do a shot. But the shot was basically like, it wasn't even a shot, it was like three shots. Anyway, Sha, Sha did my thing, went to bed. Then how can somebody try and come and wake me up? Just like you can't be serious. Please, I've already done my punishment. Like, I don't understand why people are still looking for me. But no, it was actually really good. And then one of the boys was like, oh yeah, on the way here, that like, I saw the fun fair. So we were like, oh, okay, let's go. So we just all went. Fun fair, that was also good. Like, yeah, it was just a really nice weekend. And then I had an off-site with work, and that was just another big one as well. Like, one oh, more, I try to I tried. But yeah, back now. How are you guys? Oh, thanks for asking. Um,
0: I haven't really done much uh this week. It's just been busy with work. Um, I think I mentioned last week that like, I've got a new client. So yeah, it's just a lot of like onboarding stuff. Um lot of, we call it like a kickoff and things like that. So just yeah, getting familiar with the um with the client they're really nice actually uh had a call with them today actually which Mm. is really good Uh, sending us some freebies so yeah just been the work and then I've just like got some extra things on the side going as well so just keeping myself busy just got a lot to do and yeah that's it really about you bitches
1: sorry I didn't even realize that I was on mute this whole time um But yeah, no, I'm okay Um, still on. Well, I'm finishing my my annual leave, my one week leave today. So I'm back to work tomorrow and I'm literally like, one, I can't believe how quickly this week went. But two, it's so crazy how depressed you can just become when, you know, work is like happening the next day. Like I've been in such a good mood these last few days and now it's kind of like I feel like it's gone, like completely gone. I've forgotten about the fun that I've had, and I'm just like, oh my god, work tomorrow. So I have to spend some time this evening, like prepping, because I had to look at my email, which I know I shouldn't really do, but I was looking at my email throughout, and all the emails, fam. All I hear is Beatrice is currently on leave. She will, um she can deal. She will basically like attend to this when she's back. I'm thinking if <laughs> if I'm attending to everything when I'm back, like what work is actually waiting for me? So I'm a bit anxious about that. But apart from that. Had a good weekend, was in London, like I mentioned last week on the pod. Um, went to Toka Social, which I've been wanting to go to for ages, which is like that interactive football, interactive football game in um the O2. And that was so much fun. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I was what I was sweating it up. What the running up and down, don't underestimate it. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, I had fun and yeah, just um dreading work, but at least it's only two days this week and then it's the weekend again. Um
2: but yeah that's it really. It is worse. well. Yeah. yeah, I know that post post annual leave feeling fam. It's the worst. It's actually peak. It's so peak.
0: You've even been asking me at work. Um, any ho- are you not taking any holidays? I'm like, damn.
2: It's mm. actually true, actually. When was the last yeah, time yeah. you leave? Christmas.
0: Um <sighs> any other well, since my what do you call it year? My year at work is oh, yeah, under- April, April till March. Mm. So the, I've only taken one day off, which was junior's wedding.
2: Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was like- I might take
0: some days off in um in August. I'm not sure yet.
1: Around the bank holiday weekend.
0: Yeah, and then I've taken one day off because it's my brother's graduation in August as well. So nice. yeah, probably around that, um, bank holiday um Mm. weekend it might take a couple of days off really do anything and also i'm trying to save um some holiday for like um end of the year christmas time so Mm, mm. planning on going away just need to decide where so
1: oh yeah have you done your presentation yet
0: oh for the cruise yes okay that was um last week friday did it with um people that we're planning to go and it was actually really funny um but we've like decided like the date destination so we just need to find um we just need to finalize like which company we we know what ship and like the company we want to go with but like what booking like what Mm. travel agents whatever to go with Mm. find the best do i even need to call one number tomorrow Mm. but yeah um that's I'm, I'm the general overseer of that holiday so
1: why do you, i don't know why we love the term stuff like general overseer that is just such an af title that we just love to cling on to fam what hey, you,
0: chief, chief officer senator of the travels what do you want me to say <laughs> <laughs> chief so office funny. of staff you know that is, <laughs> that
1: is so <laughs> funny man
2: but now nah, i should be good yeah should be good. <laughs> okay, so it's my favorite time. The pods, obviously. Really? Why do you man love saying
0: this? Who is you man?
1: If you be saying, "Oh my god, yes, it's finally my turn. Oh my god, oh, you let me that. give for Well, awesome. well, you well
0: I was the creator, so I'm allowed to get yeah. excited.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Because I'm sure, what do you call it? What's that guy that owns Tesla gets excited when he's on oh, around?
1: Oh, Lord. What's Don't his name? Me. Elon.
0: hmm Thank you very much. Go on, Sharon. Oh, let's,
2: see, I mean, let's see if Sharon can finally give us one. Yeah, it's just one this week. Um, so my song of the week is Oxlade's new song, um, his Colours show performance. And the song is Kulosa. Which is kind of like a play on words for closer. But honestly, it is just a tune. And anytime I play it, people are like, What song is that? What song is that? And I'm like, Oxley's new songs, Oxley's new songs. But anyway, yeah, you guys, if you don't know it, you should get to know it because it's actually a banger. And I put like one of my colleagues onto it today. <laughs> and oh, he's That, loved that, it.
0: The, that <laughs> the guy who put your story. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh you guys don't understand it was so funny basically I have one colleague at work who like he he and I like um we just talk about music all the time and he's also friends with well his boyfriend is best friends no wait no he is wait what so my friend's boyfriend is his best friend yeah that's what I was trying to say. Um, And so then, and then we started talking about Afrobeats one day because we went out for lunch and then I think somebody was playing like that Ed Sheeran version of, um, what's that song? Him. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, ah, oh, Bill loves this tune, something, in Afrobeats. I was like, you listen to Afrobeats? I was like, yeah. So anyway, we always like share music with one another and he's the one that actually put me on Playboy. Anyway, so then I'm at this like my offside whatever and I like asked for last last to be played and um me and Tom were like oh yeah we need to get them to play last last whatever then they play it and then no wait so I was like I was trying to get the person to play last last and they weren't trying to have it so I was like someone was like the boy that I put my story today he was like oh what are you trying to Play and I was I'm trying to get him to play like one Afrobeat song. And he was like, Oh, I love Afrobeat. It's what song? And I was just gonna him like, Really? And then I was like, Last, last five bands But he's, like, I love that song, fam. He was singing every word. Mm-mm. And this is somebody wow. that doesn't even really talk. Like he's normally quite shy. Mm. Um, doesn't drink or anything like that. He was, uh it's just so funny, like. He was just loving the tunes, fam. And then today I was like, Sorry, sorry to ruin the story. So is it because he now went to the DJ that the DJ decided to play or what? No, 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 no. I still went to DJ. You thought it was going to be that type of story. I thought it was going to be that type of story. I was trying to find the. I was trying to find the. Ah, I have to ask for. I have to ask (laughs) (laughs) for. will. No, it wasn't that still. It wasn't that still. Um, so anyway so then play the song now we'll sing the song to that i'm working today and i'm like hold on wait this guy was actually l- singing last last like i was uh, guys i just just think about the like the just think about the, the lyric I I yeah you yeah, know what it is think about the person you know at your firm who you don't even think like flipping knows like who like Kanye West and And they're singing Last Last in Eurobar that's literally. I was so confused so then um I messaged him and I was just I just had a flashback to Last Last I was like is that just is that just a one-off sort of thing or do you actually listen to Afrobeats I love Afrobeats and then I was just like okay cool I'm gonna put on some songs and stuff and I actually put him on this today and he said he really liked it but anyway Back to the song of the week, as usual, um, it will be in our Spotify and Apple Music playlist. We'll also put it on our stories and link it to our highlights so that you guys can check it out. Um, and let us know what you think about the song as well. Have you heard it? Have you not heard it? Let us know. Cool. Am I doing the dilemma or yeah. do you want to do a bit? Um, <clears throat> So this week's dilemma is taken from, what did I, where did I see? Maybe it was Shade Bar again. Um, And essentially it was just a video of this woman. um, And she was recording like her ex or something, Um, her ex. And he also is her baby dad. And um, she was like, this man only ever brings McDonald's for one child, even though he knows I have three other children And he's just like, if you're, she was like, if you're going to bring food for, like, one child, you should bring food for all the other children. Because why is one, why are three other children feeling left out? Because they don't have McDonald's. So anyway, she's explaining all this stuff. And then he comes up to the, uh, he pulls up whatever. And she was like, I bet he only has food for, like, our son. So the man comes out and then he's like, why are you recording me? and she's like because I'm about to expose you and he was like expose me and she was like yeah like why have you only brought food for one person when you know that there's three other children and he was just like well I'm bringing food for my son like I don't like those three other kids are not my children um and then she was like yeah but you know I don't get my food stamps till the 11th and then he was like how is that my problem so I guess the dilemma is, and the question is, kind of like, what do you guys think about that situation? Do you think she's in the wrong for expecting him to feed the five thousand, or do you think that he is in the wrong for making like three other children feel left out by only bringing food for one child?
1: Are you gonna say feeding the five thousand? There's three kids.
2: That's a lot of mouths. I'm not gonna you.
1: Three thousand. God damn it um oh sorry the 5,000 yeah you're right god forgive me anywho um what I was gonna say is I was I saw this on this TL and um I I don't really get the um frustration like I get it to an ex not to an extent you know if you've said something to somebody like oh could you like try to help me in this situation and they may have given you the impression that they would and they just don't act on it then I understand why you could be frustrated but in terms of what he's doing I don't think it's the worst thing you know you have to think about one where the other kids fathers and why aren't they looking you know shouldn't they also be bringing stuff for their child so that then everybody gets what they need to get um but then also like you don't under you don't know their finance like the guy's financial position like he might not be able to afford three meals like, or four meals to be bringing that all the time. Does that mean that he now should abandon his his actual child because he can't afford to feed other children that he didn't give birth, that he didn't, you know, he's not the, you know, the, the parent of, especially when they're not together? So I personally, I don't know if it sounds quite harsh, but I really don't see what the big issue is here um, unless they've come up, you know, unless there's been a formal agreement that he's basically not kept up to which included the other children there should not be any expect any expectations honey what do you think
0: i'm gonna have to disagree really yeah because you're making other children feel left out but where's their dad but it's not about where's their dad if there was a situation where it's like me going to like my cousin's house knowing that there's other children there, just bringing McDonald's for them, for, for my cousin. When I know maybe they've got like two or other, two or other like friends there, maybe they have like two friends over. I would literally go out of my way to make sure that they all get something. Because yeah, but- you don't want, you don't want ever want a child to feel left out. And I'm sure everybody has in when they were a child, felt left out once or twice in their in their lives imagine that being your sibling where every single time they're getting something but maybe I don't know maybe their own dad is not is not pulling the weight or something like that and from the story is it that the I didn't actually watch the video I just like read about it was it that the dad was bringing McDonald's or something yeah a child doesn't need McDonald's do you get what I mean it's not a necessity to have McDonald's And if the mum has already expressed, like, you keep making my other children feel left out, it's not like he's picking up the child and being like, oh, let's go here, let's go out, blah, blah, blah. He's literally coming to the house every Mm -hmm. time, bringing McDonald's for one child, fully well knowing how the mum feels, how the other children feel, and you're continuing to do it. It's not like, oh, this is the first time. For her literally to record, it literally means that he's been doing it and she's been telling him, like, I've got other kids, like, I just don't, I don't know, like, it just, it just, the whole thing just seems unnecessary to me, like, you don't have to literally go out of your way to make, to make other children feel left out, like, I'm sorry, but if someone, imagine someone just, like, so imagine your sibling's parent just coming to the house just to give you food, hello, take me out, like, let, let's go somewhere to have the food and then
2: come back Do you what know what he i mean Say in the video well he did say in the video well tones to come out and he can have it in the car and she said no I,
0: I still still feel like it's just unnecessary like no child no child should ever feel left out on the back of all
2: <sighs> i get room. where you're coming from but i disagree because i just feel like it's not fair for it's not fair that he can't have like that sort of relationship with his dad where like his dad comes and like gives him things just because she's decided to have other children with another person or other people
0: that's the difference it's not that he's given like this is literally food something that is going to
2: be he 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 might in five minutes and gone in another and gone in the next yeah but it's not about that it's about the fact that he knows that like oh my dad is gonna like give me like he's gonna bring me something it's not about the food I'm sure the boy's not hungry it's not like that it's not like the boy is starving and she's like oh um you know like oh we like I don't know like he's starving and like they have no food and he's like okay well I'm only gonna feed my kid like I don't think it's that I think it's more just like the sentiment of like that's my son I want to make sure you remember look you're you're thinking about it now you have
1: to get when you're younger like I don't know about you but for example even stuff like takeaways and like McDonald's they're seen as like a treat they're treats right kids wait kids yeah kids would be like oh like you know he got um you got me a treat and look i'm just trying to say especially cuz the fact you know she's talking about food stamps all of that stuff it's most likely that they're both not in like the good in a good financial position so let's say he hasn't got hardly any money but the small money he has he thinks okay cool like i want to use this towards my child so at least he can feel like i've done something for him maybe that's what he can do in terms of providing with providing makes, him with a treat that that so now really hold that
0: that makes it even worse for the other children. Like the fact that the mum literally said, "I haven't got my food stamps," already shows that.
1: Yeah, but he could be in the same position it. as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if she's I think time, I think. Like, and and don't okay, it. but
0: I just think that okay, don't bring, like, don't bring it to the house. It's different if your dad takes you out and you go and do your own thing, and then you the dad drops you back. That's fine, but to continually keep coming to the house when she has other kids they're probably young as well and you keep bringing McDonalds for the child and i've already told you that my my other kids feel some type of way your son's siblings are feeling some type of way like yeah that's his son but at the end of the do- at the end of the day those are those are his siblings and they're feeling some type of way and she's literally saying like can you not um if you're going to do this, well, I don't know, because I didn't want to do but if you're going to do this, then at least you can, like, go, go, like, you can take him out, or you can go, but don't keep on, like, imagine, you guys, imagine, like, you're struggling, like, a lot of people, like, they're struggling with stuff, and then one of your siblings, who you live with all the time, is completely, is always getting better treatment than the other ones, and this is just on the base of food, something that is a basic necessity and the food that he's even given is not eat that that type of food is not a necessity like it's not like the normal grocery shopping that they would do like every week it's literally a luxury and like you said it's a treat so for the other kids to be like just looking at their sibling getting better treatment how do you expect the child to feel like honestly like how do you expect the child to feel especially if they're already struggling day-to-day you don't know what like what they go through like she said she hasn't she doesn't get her food stamps till next week like it's a struggle and then on top of all of that other struggle you're now making a child feel even more smaller than they already are because of food and the fact okay you're because she basically said I think she said that he keeps on doing it so so if you keep on doing it why don't why doesn't he like make a conscious effort okay if he brings mcdonald's for his child every week why doesn't he just do it once a month and bring it for all of them it's literally just a nice thing to do yes he's not meant to do it or he he doesn't have to do it but i just think morally it's just a nice thing to do and the fact that the mother of your child has expressed that her other children who are siblings of the son are feeling some type of way and imagine like seeing your kids cry every single time their other their other siblings get better treatment on the faults of your own maybe you know maybe I don't know she maybe she, yeah. obviously she has she has um kids with different fathers we don't know where their fathers are their fathers could have passed away could they could be I don't know anywhere or they could just not be around like literally the month for her to record it literally means that she's come to her last and like she probably has kept on saying it like you don't want no mother wants to see their children in pain so the fact that I'm coming to you and telling you that look my children don't like this like every time you come my other kids feel some type of way can you can we try and can you just stop bringing it or I don't know go somewhere and do that with him but my other children feel some type of way and nobody wants to see their kids cry because of McDonald's
2: yeah. Something no, that you know is what? down,
0: something that is down the road. The yeah. fact that they're not, I'm, well, I'm just going, I'm not saying that they can't afford McDonald's or anything, but I'm just going on based on what I was seeing and hearing. Like the fact that the McDonald's is such a big thing already mm-hmm. shows you that things are not easy. And the fact that my children now have to, the fact that she's saying that food stamps, that means that mm. she literally needs coupons to be able to, to get basic groceries Mm. do you get what I mean and it's just like I'm telling you stop bringing like it might just seem like oh but it's just his child like he doesn't need to take care of other children it's not about it's not about oh sometimes you just have to I don't know how it is like sometimes it's not always about going by the book Sometimes it's just about being a good person or being a nice person. If the mother of your child has said, stop, please just
2: stop doing this. then I think my thing is more like, <clears throat> I get everything that you're saying. And it's not that I disagree with what you're saying. I like, I agree. But I'm saying that for him, he might only be able to afford that. Like, I don't know, $5 meal mm-hmm. every week for his child. And he wants to be like, he may want to be like a significant part of his son's life. Mm-hmm. Maybe he don't. Maybe he can't afford to be taking his child to go out or like do all these other things. Like Beatrice said, like from what we can observe, it seems as though like they're both not in the like best financial position. So it might even be that he can't afford to like take them both out to eat. He can only afford to maybe once every so often like buy his son like McDonald's. And I think it's. I get what she's saying, and like I, like I said, it's not that I disagree, but I just feel like it's really tough because to deny your child of something because other people aren't able to do what they should be doing for their children it just doesn't seem fair and whilst I get that like yes they may feel left out and stuff like I completely get that I don't think that if he's able to then yeah absolutely like buy McDonald's for all the kids but I don't think that that should be the expectation for him because If he's not able to do that, he's not able to do it, but he still needs to be a father to his son, the son that he's decided to have and raise. And especially where he doesn't live with the son, he might be doing what, like, he might be doing all that he can to be able to be, like, a significant part or for at least his son to feel like, oh, yeah, my dad, like, cares about me. He treats me. He does this for me. And I get that for you. You're just saying it's only food, but because we've taken mcdonald's to be like this like oh just quick drive-through or whatever we have mcdonald's like when we're, we're lazy or just as like some for for other families that's definitely not the case do you know what i mean i totally get what you're saying i 100 percent agree but i'm just saying that we have to also consider the fact that he may not be financially uh able to do what you're suggesting and I get the whole once a month thing maybe just save up and just buy it for everybody once a month but does that mean that he'll only now see like do something significant for his son once a month as opposed to the once a week for example
0: like what you're saying yeah I completely understand but it kind of still like rounds into the point that I'm making when you said something about um for us it's just McDonald's and for them maybe it's something big That kind of like ties into what I'm saying is the fact that you're watching your sibling and it's not like it's other people. It's literally family that we're talking about. Even though he's not the father of the other kids, Mm. his son, that's his his son's family. So equally right, that's going to be his family. They're going to be in each other's lives until death. Mm. That's literally what it is. And for me, it's just like, from the, from, I, I saw a little bit of the video. From what I was gauging, it was just like the woman is not saying that you have to bring food for the other th- kids. She's saying, don't, if you're, if, just don't do it at all. Do you get what I mean? It's just like, okay, if you're struggling to do, to get the money for McDonald's, okay, fine. Just don't even, don't even, um, get it. Don't even yeah, get it. No,
1: like, I think I think what put me off is actually maybe just the the the, the tone and the, the the anger and the frustration and I don't know maybe I don't know just because I mean you know Sharon you're just playing it as well at the beginning um in the background like I think it's it's more the frustration and I get that you know when you told someone something um a few times and they don't listen it can get you you know riled up but I'm just like at the end of the day like I get you can be so annoyed and frustrated and stuff but if he said that's something that I can't do if he said that's something that I can't do, but I want to, um, you know, still give something to my child, no matter whether he switches it from McDonald's to whatever, are you now going to say, just don't give your child anything at all? I just think in this situation, it's just something unfortunate that you're just going to have to try and manage. Like I get the children will be feeling down and stuff, but it gets to a point where you ideally would want something. The person's telling you they can't give you that, but the bare minimum that they can do is essentially something, you know, is is them basically looking after their child I know that you're saying that oh yeah the other children are are not are 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 still kind of his because it's the siblings etc but let's say like he said look I get what you're saying but I can't commit to that and this is the small minimum that I do and if I stop it now that my child my son's even going to be thinking oh like why has dad stopped giving me this like there's a lot of different angles you can think of it so I just feel like I get, the frust- I get her, a little bit of her frustration but I just think the way that she was like recording making such a massive deal, like, you know it seemed like she was really, really angry and I'm like I get it but you- you're going to have to come up, it's just like, I know it's unfortunate but you're just going to have to come up with another way to make yeah. it less of a burden on your other kids um, rather than getting so worked up at him and saying to him you know what, I'm so worked up that I would rather m- none of my children get anything than rather you know allowing one child to realize a relationship with his dad and letting the other two do you get what I'm trying to say? Like I just think there's an opportunity cost here that you're you're just really <laughs> cancelling everything. Um no I call. just
0: I just think that like I get what you're saying and I just feel like obviously we don't have kids so and um, we don't know the frustration of dealing with a child that is upset constantly. When this keeps on happening, and like I know when I've spoken to like um, parents and things like that, they literally when when they can't when they when they can't control something that is upsetting their child, they don't know what to like. They they don't know what to do. You get so frustrated because, obviously, you're a mother, so your thing is to always try to protect your child, and if she feels like this man that like he, in his mind, maybe he's thinking that he's, you know, doing dad of the year, but in, in this case, he's doing more damage than good. That's how I see that she's, that, that's how I see that she's presented to everyone. Like is doing more damage than good. Like, and who's to say that the sibling is not even feel, like his son is not even, he's feeling guilty in himself, like, oh, my siblings are not even getting this treatment. Do you get what I mean? So obviously he won't know that because she's she's living with her son probably majority of the time. She, she probably has full custody of the child. So she, he wouldn't know like what he says or how he's feeling or he's just like, why can't my dad bring it for my other, other siblings or where they're that like, obviously she would know like what's going on and like what are they saying and things like that. And he wouldn't and obviously her frustration and anger you you know like when you know when you're dealing with men yeah and they just don't listen like it doesn't even have to be about kids and stuff like mm-hmm. you know how frustrated you will get when a man just keeps on doing the same stuff over and over and over again and you keep on saying look this is hurting me in this case it's even hurting my other kids and I keep on telling you over and over again and you're not getting it you're just you're just looking at it from oh, I just want to do things for my son. Yeah, but I'm telling you that my son is feeling some type of way about it as well. Obviously, I don't know if that's the situation, but I'm just using that as an example, if you get what I mean. And it's just like, I I, I kind of get both sides, but it's just, these are kids. Like, they're actually kids. Like, and you don't need McDonald's. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I would rather, if I was in her position, I'd, I'd I'd say to the dad, like, I'd rather you even, if you have food stamps, I'd rather you give me the food stamps or I'd, like the fact I that she said.
2: About if, the food, I don't think it's about the McDonald's there. Like, this is what I was trying to explain and I don't know if I was like articulating myself properly. I get that you're saying it's just McDonald's, but what I was saying is that to us it might, may seem as just McDonald's, but to him, it might be his best effort at trying to portray to his son that he cares about his son. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, And so that's what, that's why I find it difficult. Like if it was just the food and if it was a case where like they're starving and like he brought the McDonald's because he's like, oh, you're starving. Well, let me make sure my son doesn't starve. Then obviously that's an issue. But I think it's more kind of like, you know, he wants to to show his son that he cares in some sort of way. And like at that age, like Beatrice said, like McDonald's is like a treat and stuff that's how I'm seeing it but I do get your point and I 100% agree which is why I think this topic is like um quite a tricky one because I see point both points of view and I don't necessarily know like what the right one is but and I understand why she was angry because I think you know it's like something out of her control she can't be like okay yeah let me go buy the other three kids McDonald's every time that he buys him McDonald's because blah 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 like She's obviously in a in a situation where she feels kind of helpless, which is why she was really frustrated and angry. Like, I get it, but I just I, I don't know. I don't know what the best solution would be. But not bringing food, and like yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer. But then again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. It is. But oh, yeah, no, Tammy, I
1: do think Tammy's point, star all right all right it's just you know when it's just like some things just aren't in your control at the same time so it's like Mm -hmm. unfortunately there's just some things you're just gonna have to try and firm that's what I personally feel like the end result should be rather than just denying everybody everything um but I guess it's just dependent on how how you view things cool so today's topic um is centered around a YouTube video I watched I think it's probably coming up to just over a month now um and I actually spoke about it briefly on my Instagram stories um but basically I was just you know you are just like scrolling on YouTube you're watching one pod- podcast and then like other podcasts come up on the side and there was one that had like quite a lot of views like not a million but like it had like a couple hundred thousand so I was like ah, if this has a whole couple hundred thousand these people must be talking about something that's you know making sense because it was just like one of them podcasts I haven't really heard of so I just looked I listened I obviously tuned in and honestly like I was just like wow this is just this is really something so I, I can't remember the name of the podcast and if I do remember I will put it in the description of um this episode but essentially it was um a Somalian um lady who's and that's her podcast and she had her friend Um, come on the podcast and they were talking about their experiences being sent back to Somalia um, and particularly highlighting one place which is called Lukman al-Hakim and basically in this place they it's like um, a well-known place I believe and this is just me paraphrasing so you know if you're able to educate me please let me know Um, but essentially this is a place that people people's families and parents they know about back home um where they essentially take your children off you if you believe that they have become too westernized so if you think that they aren't in touch with their culture if they're not disciplined etc and the point is you send them to this place so they get back to their roots go back to their home country learn about where they're you know where they've come from be become more disciplined lose that westernized experience westernized touch or whatever that can maybe they've has led to them you know making some wrong decisions or whatever parents like to say Um, and then they basically come out you know like a new person etc so that's where this place is that's how this place is advertised to parents but the reality is you know um when these kids are sent there and it's women across so many different i think there's i'm not sure if guys go i'm not really fully sure but obviously this is two women Talking about their experiences, and they were talking about other women that were in the same place. So maybe it's a different area for like different genders. Um, but essentially, these two ladies were there, and they were sent at the ages of I think it was like twenty two and twenty four. So this is not a case where it's like younger, like I'm talking like ten or nine, or when you're you know mischievous. This is people who have like gone to uni and finished, um, and it's not even just for those ages. Obviously, it's for women, like people across different ages or whatever. Um, and I think what was just so scary about this was that a lot, most times, they actually tricked. So it's like your parents would say, "Okay, we're gonna go back home for family holiday." You go there, obviously, you have your suitcase. Obviously, you would have travelled with. They take you to a place, and then they, she said, "And what was so mad was that there was a, There was a point where she entered this building, and she remembered somebody's story on YouTube about seeing st- um, chairs of a certain color." And like a building, and she recognized and she then realized, oh my god, like my parents have brought me here. But she thought that my she bought she thought that her parents had brought her here just to show her what the place looks like, and that she was going home. So then she she got sent to one room. She was talking to somebody, and then she was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go meet my mom outside. She was like, your mom's not outside. You're staying here for the next few years. So essentially, a lot of the kids are tricked to staying in this place. Um, so that's basically what happened. Obviously, you know, um further information is basically it's nothing like what they describe there's a lot of abuse that happens in there it's men taking advantage of women they severely beat women as well when they're punishing you know when you kind of like do something wrong or whatever severe punishments the sanitary you know sanitization all that stuff is so sort a of minimum all that sort of things um but it just got me thinking about the whole discipline thing because obviously when I was watching it you know it's obviously a mixture of culture and religion and I was just like wow like just thinking, you know, from a perspective of someone who's Nigerian. And you know, when you always hear parents say, oh yeah, you know, if you're not careful, or I mean my parents would not say that to me, but I know people who, you know, their parents say, Oh, if you're not careful, I'll send you back home or this whole going back home and being disciplined. I just wanted to get your thoughts and just hear, you know, from your own perspective, the first question I would have is, what is your views on it? Do you do you think that there's actually a benefit to sending your child back home to be disciplined? if you feel like they are not on the right path in the Western country.
0: It's funny cause I think I had this conversation with my dad like recently, mm. um, we were just talking about like my childhood and stuff, like how Nigerian parents are, blah, blah, blah. And we actually spoke about like this whole threatening to send your child to Nigeria and how it just doesn't work. Because even when they go to Nigeria, they were coming back worse. So sometimes it just doesn't work unless like they're sending you to like the village or I don't know. But when people send their kids back home, especially people that are like, you know, around our space or like mm. kind of people that were around, they're going to the island. They're going to lucky phase one. They're not going, they're not going to like, there's, I don't know how to explain like this. whole. There's, there's definitely and, different levels. I know there's different levels but what I'm saying is like majority of the people that I know that that went back to Nigeria they even said they even had a better time than they when they were in when they were here in the UK so I'm just like this whole discipline thing yeah yeah they might, might be like strict on the rules and stuff but like even in schools like they don't like they're not allowed to like hit the children like they used to blah 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 obviously it might still happen and stuff but like on paper that's not Meant to happen anymore, if you get what I mean. Well, like where where like schools and like some schools in Lagos and stuff. But in regards to like the whole like sending your kid back, like the threatening thing, I think it's actually I don't think it's good at all because first of all, what I said to my dad is that you're literally putting fear into your child, like making them think that wherever they're from originally is is some it's some um, messed up place. There's military men. As soon as you land, there's, you know, like everyone's beating you before, like, when you land, when you get off the plane, you're already getting one slap. Like the way they're making it seem like, you get what I mean? Like the way they're making it seem like, oh, this Nigeria of a place. Like you don't even want to go. Like the only reason why, like, I think my parents, I think my dad tried to say it to me a couple of times. Like there was even a time that my dad was like looking at, like like invent like looking in being interested in one school for me to go to Mm. in Nigeria like there was even that point like I think I was in primary school or something like that like but like maybe like year five or year four or something like he was expressing interest in one school in Nigeria and i was just looking at him like I don't think so but then um yeah what was I gonna say I just feel like the whole thing is just it's just bad it's not just you're saying that you want to discipline your child you're also like putting making your home country seem like a just like just like a not a war zone but just it's not like kids are not happy there basically that's what you're that's what you're basically trying to tell me like oh because of the way that it is in Nigeria maybe kids are not happy there maybe they're not there to express themselves because you know do you ever look back like like some of the stuff that like Maybe your parents will be, um get agitated. that like Maybe you've sp- sp- spoken back or you've been outspoken or you've said your mind and they'll be like, <laughs> and you'll be like, ah. mm. Dude, even in Nigeria, you can't even say, you can't even speak your mind. You get what I mean? So it just makes it seem like a place like that. You're not even able to be yourself. And in regards to the story that you said, the tricking, hmm, I remember one girl, she got tricked. Hey. That was a sad story. God. That was a even it shook the school. He shook our school. Or, hmm. Which is fine now, but it's just like when you were like back then, you'll just be like, I remember being like 14 and being like, like every time, like every single time I'd go to Nigeria when I was younger, I'm just like, can I see the return ticket, please? I'm <laughs> just thinking like you just never know, like the whole tricking thing is just not. But I'm glad that my parents were never like, obviously my dad would be like, you're going to go to Nigeria. But it wasn't like how some parents, how some people's parents used to threaten them mm. to go back to Nigeria. I don't think my dad was ever serious about like me proper going. Like, I think the whole expressing interest is because he, at one point, he wanted to go back to Nigeria. So mm. like he like got offered a job there or something. So it just felt like, okay, maybe this could be the plan, but. I just feel like it's just because I because even sorry before I even finish like even my friend was telling me that um no my friend's mom was telling me that when her mom used to come to like England to visit them like her grandchildren would be asking like oh like do you do you live in a house in Nigeria is it huts like no. and you're just thinking like this is this and then imagine you now saying that if you're like your children already think that because of what we get taught in school and things like that making Africa seem like, like it's just you know down in the dumps there's nothing going on and stuff like that and now on top of that you're not adding to we'll send you back to Nigeria where they'll really discipline you. and you just be thinking what's what's going on there especially if you've never been before you just be thinking what's going on there do you get what I mean
1: mm, yeah no absolutely and um just as kind of Uh, just touch on a few things you mentioned before Sharon says what she's thinking I do think though that even though you are saying that oh yeah you know like people who go back now like it's not as bad or whatever I think one of the issues that I've noticed anyway is that you have to remember when our parents are talking they're thinking about it in terms of when they were you know in Nigeria and it's a comp I think that what the error with them is that it's a completely different gain now like not even just now in terms of right now but I mean like even when we were younger it's so different to when they were younger because actually all the things that you're mentioning in terms of slapping that was happening like you couldn't speak up you couldn't you know and especially if where they you know some of them might not have been in Lagos they might have been back in there you know in the mainland or whatever you know um sorry, not on the island they could be in the mainland you know going to school all that sort of thing so it was a completely different time and I think that they are so, you know, for example, you know, obviously safety is still a massive issue now, but even back then it was, abs- it was, it was, it was, it's still bad. You know what I mean? Like it is a problem. You can't deny that you can't escape the fact that yes, there are kind of people that would discipline you on the street, even police people. Like if they, if anybody in Nigeria, you know, has a position that has some sort of authority, best believe they're going to take that to the fullest and act completely mad so that, you know, you are, there's a bit of fear that's instilled in you when there is somebody that has some sort of authority just because of how the country works so I do agree with you but I definitely think that the root of it is definitely because parents are just so fixated on how things were back then but that's their that's the error because it really isn't actually like that you know um in the times where they're wanting to send their their child back but um I'm interested to hear Sharon what what you think
2: um I think first of all, like disciplining from the place of fear is just never, it's like a, it's a cop-out, in my opinion. I feel like you're not actually doing the real work that you need to do. And I don't mean that in a way of like like that, you know, I don't know, with being a parent, it's tough because obviously there's no like demo, there's no like trial period, like there's none of that. Like you're learning.
1: Sorry. And I was going to say, yeah, like, every child is so different. You
2: can't just... And like, every um, child is so different. Like, me and my brothers, we are completely different. We were raised, like, all the same... I think we were all raised the same way, even though we are all have completely different personalities. Um, I think by the time my parents had my youngest brother, though, like, their discipline style was different. And I think they learned from, like, kind of myself and my other brother. But anyway... <clears throat> um, so discipline from a place of fear I just think is a cop-out and like even with my like smacking and stuff I've said this on the pod before and I don't know I might change my stance when I have a child I hope not but I don't want to be smacking my children when they can understand English if that makes sense like I think like a small smack on the bum when they're too young to like understand what you mean what you're saying um that's different because obviously like you don't want them to like you know put their hands in fire or do that kind of stuff. So you might like smack them a little bit so that they know like, okay, don't do that sort of thing. But in terms of like children who are, can understand and like make decisions for themselves and that kind of stuff, I think discipline, discipline from place of fear fear is just not the place to go. And actually um, to Tammy's point, like those children who have gone to Nigeria and come back they've not always come back better like there's some people that have come back exactly the same some people that have come back worse in the sense of like they resent their parents a lot for that experience I know at least one person like one person springs to mind where like their relationship with their parents is just it feels like almost like unmendable. what's the English for that I don't know because um, I don't think amendable is a word but uh, it seems as though like it can't really get to a place where like there's a lot of like open affection and communication and all that kind of stuff because I think they still kind of some somewhat res- like resent their parents for kind of their upbringing um, so I think that's also a really a really important factor to think about and also just this whole thing of like going back home is a punishment like I just hate that I just hate it so much I just don't think that people should be doing it um and also I agree with Beatrice in that like when we were younger when our parents were younger especially like school like your children your teachers were allowed to discipline you like the same way that your parents could discipline your like they would ridicule you in front of classrooms they would smack you all that kind of stuff whereas now obviously that's not the case but I don't know how it was when we were growing up but it was probably quite similar to like our parents potentially how they grew up in school and stuff I don't know but um again like I just don't think that people who are not like who have not raised a child should be disciplining the child in that way because it doesn't ever come really from a place of love like it won't be the same sort of discipline from a place of love that the parent will have for the child so Again, like I just don't even agree with that type of schooling to begin with. Um, and also with like Nigerians, um, a lot of them don't really believe in like things like learning difficulties, like dyslexia, you know? Some children are struggling because they need extra support not because they need a smack, not because they're not hardworking, not because they um, are lazy. It's sometimes they just need extra support, you know? Um, so I just don't even agree with all of that, like, at all. Like, I'm just so against it. Like, And also, I remember when I, when I went to uni, and then a lot of, like, my friends and, like, just people I knew in general from my, at my university were international Nigerian students. And I was like, you lot are worse than me. Like, you lot are worse than us. So this is the school that... Like I honestly remember thinking to myself, is was that supposed to be the punishment? Because you guys, this school sounded like all I'm hearing is, oh yeah, the boys were running into the girls' dorms. This was happening. That was happening. I'm thinking, so these are the schools. Okay, cool. Hmm. Let
0: me tell you one thing that I heard that went on in a Nigerian school: student male having sex with (laughs) a teacher.
2: Oh shock, you want back. What? Are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. My kid. Imagine, imagine,
0: imagine you've been you, your your parent has been, you you're a, you as a parent, you've been saying, I'm gonna send you to Nigeria. You send your night, you send your child to Nigeria, and end up having S E X with a teacher. With a teacher. Boy, when I heard that, I just
2: said, ah see ya. See ya. That's, that is honestly ridiculous. Because the thing is, because do you know what it is? Yeah.
0: Even though Nigeria, yeah, you can get disciplined, yeah. The amount of stuff that you can get away with as well mm. is crazy. Mm. Things like when you like actually go deep into stuff that gets overlooked, gets stuff that would not get overlooked here let me give you an example stuff like sexual abuse mm. if that happened most of the time that that happens in nigeria especially if
2: it's a man on a woman mm. which was even had that had... whole documentary about i don't know if it was nigeria if it was ghana i think it, it could have been I
0: think, I think yeah i think it was gone about when the um there was an undercover yeah ghana, right?
2: i think it was ghana i think so yeah mm. so to be honest it happens it, it happens All of it, and I remember when people were watching it. Like a lot of my Nigerian friends were like, "This is, this is what happens in," and they would list the school. Like, this is what happened in this school. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the UK, but yeah, to your point. But
0: my point is the reaction of the whole thing, the outcome is completely different. There's so many cases. There's so many cases where you hear in Nigeria that oh, this person um was assaulted this woman was this, this woman was that. And you hear, oh, there'll, there'll be noise for one or two days. Then after two days, after the social media has gone on to Bob Risky and another um, story, you will not hear about that girl. Do you get what I mean? Like they'll be doing hashtag for two days and then that will be it. At least here, like obviously things don't happen like, all the time, but an example of that girl, um, that's Sarah, I've forgotten her surname yeah everyone Um, everyone. exactly the person that was even that is even that is even a prime example imagine if a police officer in Nigeria assaulted Mm. and um, did something to uh, a woman versus if that happens in this country we already see the end stars how that even ended didn't even end do you get what I mean so things like that and it's just like they, like, do you get what I mean? Like, there's just some things that here is definitely much better. They, they know how to deal with it much better than in there. So, obviously, yes, you have that discipline, but a lot of things get overlooked. In that country, in terms of like already we're living in a man's world, but in that country, it is so much heightened than it is here. So, as a woman, to go there, you're already moving 10 steps back in terms of being anywhere equal. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're going there and you don't have the moolah, you're already ten steps back. Then where you were here. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that we have to take in mind when you're doing this whole threatening to go back, threatening to send your children back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: okay, discipline. Okay, maybe maybe if if you're coming to your wits end and you feel like only maybe. Because I know there's been some situations where it's like, maybe there's a single mom. Maybe she has maybe three or four kids. She has one child. She doesn't really have that much help. Maybe her own mother is in Nigeria and she just feels like, hmm, I need to send my child to Nigeria, maybe for the summer or maybe for...
1: Uh, This is what I'm going to actually
0: say. I mean, not that you're just leaving them and then not even looking back. Because there's some people that will just take their child to them and they won't even look back. Yeah. They won't even look back at their child at all. But there's some way it's just like some people are on their like their last end. They don't know what to do. Most maybe majority of their families in Nigeria, they'll even use their last money just to round up the money for the ticket, just mm. so that maybe there's something can, there's something that hopefully will work. Mm. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure not every case of someone sending their child to Nigeria is just out of oh I might as well it's literally could be like the that's they've tried everything do you yeah. get what I mean and they feel like okay maybe if they just spend time with my own mom or they spend time with someone in my family maybe it will you know mm. allow them to appreciate the life that they have here mm. if, you get they, if you get what I mean or maybe appreciate the mom that they have especially if their mom is a single mom do you get what I mean and I think that happens a lot when um it's like a single mom and like a guy like a, a son if that makes sense, like, I've heard a few stories, like, in that scenario, but, yeah, that's all I, that's all I would think about that.
1: Yeah, I think you've touched on a few things that I was going to mention next, that um, one of the things that I was thinking of, and Sean mentioned this earlier, and you also, you've touched on it, is around the fact that it could be seen as, like, a cop-out, especially when, you know, they aren't actually, you know, checking in to see whether, you know they want you know when you someone's in tune to find okay exactly what's going on like wanting to keep up to date you know if there's any been, been any progress but a lot of them it's just a case of okay oh well, yeah do you know let me ship them off to nigeria and then they will deal with them and then they will come back and then i can just continue and everything can be like you know okie, do- okie dokie like le- everything's everything's great but they don't even actually try to find out the root of what's causing their child to be like that because the child will come back to this environment and the thing that's caused them to act A certain way, whatever is still here, so it doesn't actually treat the situation, you know, in the UK, which is where you're going to bring them back to. Um, but I think another thing as well, which there was two things I was going to mention. So, firstly, when I put it on my story, a couple of people actually said, actually, you know, um, there's definitely alternatives to, um, and obviously, there's benefits to obviously having your child spend time back at home which I definitely agree but you know if it's a case of discipline or a case of wanting them to be more in touch with their culture to just you know some people will say that you know when you know where you come from it kind of grounds you which I do get to an to an extent you know you will realize actually there's certain things that you have that's definitely more of a luxury especially when you think about where you could have been you know you could have been raised um you know, there's the six weeks holidays when you're younger, you know, you could use that time in summer to go. Doesn't mean you have to take them out. And I think what used to frustrate me when I hear about these things, that, you know, it actually disrupts the education. You know, a lot of people that I know who got taken out it's like they got taken out then they went to school in nigeria then because of how how well they had studied or what they knew they moved them around in different gradings you know the whole grading system in nigeria as well even the education system sometimes a school that would take two years to complete you're taking five or two years and then you're doing it in one There's just so many different levels to it so it can be very hard to just take someone out of the education system here and then bring them back into it, it doesn't always flow like that so i think it can be quite disruptive um but then what I found funny what I found you know interesting was actually when I did the poll the people that said yes like they thought that it's a good idea were well actually all the people that well I'm hoping that I was correct but from my knowledge they're all the people that I know have actually gone back home um you know to go and study and stuff so I think it's interesting I do think that yes obviously Sharon's given an example of somebody she knows going back and like um them being resentful not really seeing the benefits etc but I actually do think that some people quite a few you know people actually come back and say actually I think for me for you know what I was going through and stuff it was actually needed like I, I needed that and there was actually a benefit to it um but yeah just wanted to raise that
2: I think there is a benefit if for example like to Tammy's point, I had not really considered this, but I think it's actually a good one. Like, say, for example, like, a single mom, she has, like, maybe three or four children, and potentially, like, one of the children is getting involved in, like, the wrong group of people, getting involved with the wrong group of people, and it's really difficult for her to, like, remove him from that situation, or her from that situation, um, because of, like, potentially where they live, or, like, just what they're surrounded by, and stuff like that in that case then I totally understand it but I think I guess it just depends on the motive and I think somebody thinking in the first instance like oh you know I'm just concerned that they're going to get involved in the wrong group and like I don't know like join a gang or be involved in all this like all that kind of rubbish and stuff like that then yeah like I totally understand it and like I feel like that sort of person would would potentially like not send them to like a school that is gonna like be slapping up all the kids and doing all that kind of stuff, they'd be very, like, kind of mindful about the kind of education that they have and, like, you know, the kind of school that they go to so that they can at least enjoy it, too, because I think using Nigeria or, like, back home as, like, you know, a threat and then expecting the the children when they grow up to be adults to be excited to go back for holiday just doesn't really make sense and then it's kind of like that then they'll be complaining like oh you never want to go back to Nigeria you don't know those are your reasons like well you've been threatening me with it for about 20 years like why would I want to go there so I think there's a fine line I think there are benefits to it and obviously there's pros and cons of like literally everything in life but yeah I think it's probably like intention and whether or not you know they have family out there that can they can also a part of because imagine just being uprooted as a child being put on a flight going to a place where you don't really know anyone you've never met them before uh, it's just a lot like I think it would even like impact their personality and like how, how like their development because those are like very important years yeah great great
1: but yeah, I don't know, I, f- I find it very interesting, um, especially when I hear from people who have actually gone back and heard of their own experiences, um, like I said, I feel like it's, it's definitely mixed, um, and like you said, I think there are situations like, you know, when it comes to getting involved in the wrong crowd, and you know, it's something that you can't really change as much because of, let's say, for example, where, where you are living, it's actually, you can't afford to, let's say, move out into a different area to try and you know take them out of a certain crowd etc um so i can understand the situations it can be difficult but i don't know i, I I'm, I'm always a bit conflicted at the same time when i'm like even in that case i don't know whether it's still the right thing I, I feel like if they come back like there's some there's some characteristics where actually they'll go to nigeria and they will find the way to still do what they were doing here if that's really, really all they know do you know what i mean and probably over there they can probably make you and make it into a big thing but also when they come back are you bringing them back into that same environment and would that would that really solve anything because i think that's for me when i when i do think of not trying to be a bit direct or call anyone out but there's certain situations certain men that i know when they were kind of sent out to nigeria to <laughs> Not doing certain things, but they've come
2: back and they've now oh, doing the they're exact interest. same thing.
1: They're doing the same they're thing. Really really they've
2: even like, become really the, a, little uh, the king. a little bit more experience.
0: Yeah. become trust. the king of that thing. because you know, with Nigerian um culture, if you're not, if, you better be the best yeah, at whatever exactly. what you do. Trust.
2: Yeah. Trust. trust, trust, whatever you do, do it well.
1: Absolutely. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's certain things where actually, unfortunately, and I don't know. I, I get, I don't know. So my mind keep on going everywhere but I'm just trying to also think in terms of a parent like it must be difficult though to be in a situation where like you see your child going down like a rabbit hole like the wrong route and like you try your hardest to stay like to to put them on the straight and narrow to be like listen don't do this don't do that and some parents can actually like you know how sometimes you might just assume that oh the parents will just be doing it in a way that they don't really understand but I'm sure there's some parents who are actually like please, like you know, they really are reasonable, they're trying to, you know, talk to their child, you know, on a normal tone, like, not trying to do the most, you know, how some people can just do do the most and not listen, but there are some kids that are just so stubborn that they just don't even give one damn. I don't want to say that, you know, when your child's lost cause, they're lost cause, but, you know, sometimes where it's just, like, there's some things that, like, no matter how hard you try, maybe maybe this is actually the last resort, um, but there's some things where it's just, like, you, you have to sometimes let your children make some mistakes not all I do definitely think that you can stop your child from making a lot of mistakes but there are some where when they're so stubborn sometimes a little bit of failure or a little bit of I don't want say punishment um but sometimes that's the only way that people will learn is when they actually get themselves into a situation obviously you don't want it to be a case where it's so bad it's that like, oh my god like no but you know I mean where there's some cases where actually you know maybe you need to realize actually the see see for yourself what the consequences could potentially be And um, but I don't know if that's the right way to look at things obviously I would, I would obviously try my best to avoid that but I can definitely think of you know certain situations or certain men who are just so deep in it that there's no there's no saving them to be frank
2: yeah I get you in some cases it might be the last resort but even in that last resort, you've got to find the best out of... The best possible situation, I think, because I think we can all agree, like, just going back to your uh, point at the beginning, the video that you watched, like, that is just not anywhere, somewhere that anybody should be going. Like, I'm so sorry. They need to throw that institution... Exactly. More time,
1: it's not even... It's not even doing what the parents think it is, you know, like I just mentioned that. Absolutely not.
2: And like I said, like, children like at that age, important development years. Like, I don't know who I was saying this to, but I was saying that um, childhood trauma is actually the worst because it follows you into your adulthood because you're too young to really know that it's trauma. And then you're also too young to know really how to deal with it. And actually a lot of people who like are, well, people I know anyway, who are in therapy, a lot of what they're trying to undo is like the damage that was done when they were young and like you just don't want to be the cause of that even though it's not your fault because you're not the one that has like you know raped your child or anything like that but as much as possible you do you want to shield your children from absolutely everything and anything terrible that could possibly happen to them and yeah it's just I think um so that's why I was saying that institution just needs to be burnt to the ground. That should not exist. And um, yeah, if I felt like I needed to send my child to Nigeria, best believe I'm turning into Ofsted family. you joking. I'm actually going to that school. I'm doing inspection. I'm doing my own stuff as well because I just don't want to be the cause of any you know damage
1: exactly like and i do think um sorry just to add on that there was a point that one of my friends made and he was just like there needs to be some sort of cooperation from the child as well yeah. to an extent it cannot be that they are fully like oh my god like they can't see any sort of benefit or any sort of do you know what i mean like i don't know how to explain it but it can't mm-hmm. be that they're forced
2: fully yeah no there has to be i i totally agree i think that's even a perfect point to play. Those on that they definitely need to be there needs to be some sort of cooperation it can't be a um tied uh, arms behind their backs flipping like curled up into a ball like thrown onto the plane like it has to be there has to be some sort of give and take
1: but, um yeah that's basically
2: the topic for today guys so hope you guys enjoyed it as always make sure you guys follow us on our socials that's btspod underscore on twitter and on instagram
1: um and make sure you guys catch up on our previous episodes guys we've obviously still been dropping episodes so make sure you keep up to date with all our latest content and yeah we hope you enjoyed
2: it and we look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode bye, bye. bye.